Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome to Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky, and with me today is David Iglowitz. David is a pediatric dentist and a multifamily real estate investor. He's invested currently in over 500 units as a general partner across three states. David also hosts a monthly meetup group known as Multifamily Masters out of Malvern, Pennsylvania, which is where actually where we initially met. David, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks thanks for doing this early in the morning. I always like stuff early in the morning. As you know, as our meetup is early in the morning, too. Yeah, we'll get it knocked out. So so uh, let's start with your background. Uh, let's start with your professional career and your investing. What, what first attracted you to investing and how did you get into the, this world? That is a great question. So you stop me if I start rambling and going on too long for your sure, listeners. Sure. <laughs> so we'll go back to the investing. And, and if we're talking about the investing really started with the stock market. And I was so attracted to the stock market because I, I just viewed investing in companies as the way to ultra the ultimate ultimate uh success and and the best that i could do but what i didn't realize at the time was that i wasn't really investing in companies i was investing in paper and it took me a long time to realize that so fast forward several years and i found what I now think and I know is is the best way to invest and it's in multifamily real estate or apartment buildings because I can provide value to the residents that live there and then at the same time uh, provide value to investors that invest alongside me and at the same time help myself out too. So it's a wonderful win-win-win situation. So that's a short story. That's great. So, so how did, what was your first deal like? How did you get in the game? Was it passive? Or are you the active syndicator in this case? So I tried, and that's a great question. So I tried back in 2017 to buy my own apartment complexes, not knowing anything. So, and I tried in 2017, I kept working it, calling brokers, calling everybody. I didn't really know how to get involved in the whole game, but I kept trying. And then I realized that I could work with people that are investing in the big apartment buildings and I could learn from them. So I started off actually investing with them or what we call is passive investing. So I could walk away at any time, go on vacation and they're still running the apartment building or I can call them and I'll say, you know, how's, how's everything going? Tell me about what's going on. How many units are you turning over? And ask about the vacancy and those kind of things. And at the same time, getting a monthly or at that time, a quarterly dividend. So that was back in, not too far ago in, in March, 2019. So when you say small and, and big buildings, what are you referring to in terms of size? Just for, so, for the audience's reference. That's a good question. So small is under 40 units, under 50 units, something like that. And large to me is over a hundred units. 
Yeah, that's fair. I think it's pretty common definition. So how does your, how does your day job as being a dentist, which you're still doing full-time, which is really impressive. How does that tie into your investing career? Oh, that is a great question. So it was actually the pandemic that has actually helped me invest more because that cut back my hours in the dental office. So now I'm, I'm basically doing two days a week in dentistry. And then the rest of my time is focused on multifamily real estate. But before then, I was trying to do multifamily real estate as alongside doing dentistry, which is really, really difficult. And if you're going to do that, you have to really plan things out well. And you have to take breaks, have to take breaks. Yeah. That, I found the same for myself. It's, uh, you know, somebody's working 40, 50 hours in the day job and probably another pretty close to the same amount on, on, you know, doing the real estate thing. Uh, I'll say on the side, but it's really a second job. It's, it's, it can be challenging at times for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it can, it can beat you up. I mean, the real estate is the stuff that lights me up and, and the same as you, you love dealing with people and oh, yeah. it, it's one of those things that it, it gets you supercharged. But if you don't take a second to breathe or even a day now, what I try to do is mark off a full day where I just have time to think and relax. And I do my best not to do any real estate. And it's almost like it's a recharger. It's like in sports when I, you know, bike race, you have to take, you know, you do things uh, in, in, in periods. And, and uh, so you do a week and part of that week, there's one day that's like a rest day. And then there's one week that's a full rest week. And it's the same thing with anything you do. I think that that's a good way to move forward on things is to always take some time off. Yeah, I think that applies to anything. I, I like your analogy of the bike riding because it doesn't matter if it's physical or mental, right? <laughs> yes, so so true. So, where are you investing now? What uh, areas? So, so the the main my main focus is in the southeast of United States. It's I live in like the Mid Atlantic region in Pennsylvania, and that is my main focus. So right now, I'm targeting uh, North Carolina, the northern part of Florida and uh the tennessee area especially in knoxville okay what what do you like that what about that area uh, in knoxville it's it's just that that's a growing steady area and there's consistency and there's still value to be added i i i'm scared to to announce this to everybody <laughs> sure <laughs> right? hidden, hidden secret so it's one of those things. So I can buy, if I go around here and I buy an apartment building, I can barely make that 1% rule where you get, you know, 1% of your rents for the purchase price of that property, as everyone probably knows here from single family. In Knoxville, I can get that as is and more right now. It's not easy, but it can be done as opposed to here where, and, and, and what I forgot to mention, it is currently cash flowing as is with those rents. So quite simply, you're just getting better returns dollar for dollar. You got it. And, and you find that it's worth the hassle of traveling out there to check on the property from time to time. How often do you have to go out there? To be honest, I was supposed to go out there the original time before we even closed on the property and then COVID hit. And now, yep. so I, and now I'm supposed to go there soon and that may not happen too. So it all depends on, on how active I have to be on the property. Sometimes you really are, are relying on other people to do the, the boots on the ground, as we say, to, to handle yep. 
you know, what is truly going on. And then you go from there. And this is why multifamily investing can be so powerful is you create a team or you are part of a team sure. and you're invited to a team and other people do things that you're just not able to do, which is wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a bit about your role in the multifamily deals. Are you the deal finder? Are you the capital guy? Are you doing the jack of all trades? Uh, tell us a bit about what, how you're active there. That is another wonderful question. So I am currently doing deal finding and stuff like that. None of the deals that I did, I found those deals. And that should tell everybody, the listeners that are on this, none of them I found. I relied on other people to find them. I also brought people together, other dentists that were looking for investments and I brought them together to invest in these deals. And I also invested in these deals. Now, the other thing that I do is I also sign on loans so that that way I am truly married to the property. And a lot of these loans are usually non-recourse. That still means that I am responsible for it. It's just less likely to be totally, if something really goes bad, unless you know we do something in those, what we call the bad boy clauses, then I'm not fiscally 100% responsible for my own personal savings. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's there's all different ways to add value. So yours is around, hey, I'm, I'm socializing this the deals with different dentists and I'm able to sign on the loans. I'm able to add um, the commitment on the financial side. Um, tell, me, tell us a bit more about the how you brought the dentists together. How did you get the word out? Did you kind of just start <laughs> socializing in, in the community or how did you get the word out that, hey, I'm, I'm in this game, I'm in this business? And that brings up another really powerful thing. So once I found something that people like myself could invest in and would provide stable returns in the regards of cash flow, of, of the cash on cash that we put in. So the money that we put in, we would get a, a specific return. And then on the back end, if or when the property sells, you would get a bonus. And not including the bonus, if those cash on cash returns were high yeah. enough, it was a wonderful thing. And I was like, I got to sell this to everybody yeah. because it works like a muni bond. And at the end, when you want to sell it, it works like a stock. And it's like, it's marrying both and you get returns that are better if you add them up than both of them combined. So I was like, I've got to tell everybody about it. And I was just excited about it. And, and that excitement then drove other people to be uh, interested in it. And that's really my goal. My goal is I didn't want to see what happened in 2008 happen to any more dentists ever again. Because when I was, I would, I went to a meeting in 2008 and it was, it was horrible. I mean, I saw 75 year old dentists that had to go back to work, didn't wow. want to, but had to go back to work because they lost so much in that crash that they lost. I mean, my 401k became a 201k. There's the same, <laughs> but they were pulling out from it at that time and they were devastated. And okay. so I never wanted to see that again. And so now this is my mission moving forward is to help them protect it because this was the only thing that was paying me during the pandemic. It was the only thing that wasn't losing value. It was actually gaining value. 
And that should be noted. Everyone else, you know, you read the news and a lot of the dentists were coming to me and physicians and saying, how are your apartment buildings doing? I'm like, they're actually doing great. So I was like, it's the opposite of what you think. Just because you read in the news yep. that, that New York City is is getting devastated or Hoboken because we're living close to that area, the ones that I invested in are doing fantastic. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of that. I mean, there's something to be said, a lot to be said about the stability of this asset class and the and the consistency of the returns. It may not be the sexiest thing in the world, right? It's not the startup. It's not the, the new Amazon or the Google of the world, but there's something to be said about the stability and the consistency of what's out there. And I think it's easy for those that know about it to be passionate about it like you and I are, which is really great. I love it. So if you, if you had to start over again, let's reset back to, let's say 2017, when you discovered this world, what would you do differently if you, if you could start or what would you tell someone listening that's maybe taken their first step today? Oh, but I didn't mention, yeah, that's a good point. I would have, <laughs> if I knew, and that's what I tell everybody, I would, number one thing is I would sign up for a coaching program. And there's a lot of coaching programs out there. I'm not going to advertise which one's the best because I don't know truly which one's the best. I only know the ones the one that I did. And I would I would just start with that because what that'll do is it'll force the networking and it'll force the networking in multifamily. Because multifamily is a networking game. And if you get involved in that and you're you're immersed in it, then all of a sudden opportunities happen. So not only do you learn it by doing a coaching program, but you get um, affiliated with people that are actively doing deals. So that would be the very first thing. If I would do it all again, I would yep. do it like that and I would start back. But to be honest, I I love how I learned. So, yeah. No regrets. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you hear that a lot, regardless of, of even what you're investing in, whether it be your starting out as a broker or starting out investing so to find a mentor or a coach or something because it can only help accelerate right and it helps take some of that risk element away by you know failing forward right <laughs> oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt yeah so so true so shifting gears a bit to actually where you and i met so you started a local chapter of this national meetup group we call multifamily masters how did you get into that what led you to start that so that was a that's a great question. So one of the things that I always like overcoming my fears, and one of my fears is public speaking, believe it or not. Even though I'm outgoing, it's one of those things, but I I I feared it and I loved it. And it was like one of these marriages and in listening to a lot of public speakers, that's what I heard that they they actually like it. So I was like, I got to try this. So that was number one reason, to be honest. The other thing is I wanted I wanted a way and a, a form to connect people together. I didn't really see a meetup group for multifamily that was just open and uh, everyone could share their ideas. And I saw stuff for single family and I went to several of them that I loved. And I wanted to create something that with my passion. And so it, that's how it started. And I was, and it was actually one of my coaches. He, he was, uh, Pal Chi is, is runs the multifamily forum. And he's like, you could join us or you could start your own, whatever you want to do. And I was like, I'll join you guys. Cause it gave me a good solid, uh, basis to start from. 
And That's great. How, how long would it take you to kind of push yourself over the ledge? I mean, same for myself starting a podcast. Isn't it's like you have the thought, and it's like from thought to actually taking action. Sometimes it takes a while. So, how, did it take someone pushing you over the ledge? Was it your coach doing that to to take the first step? It wasn't that coach. It was actually so. I've I have several coaches because I realized this business and anything you do because this is so outside of dentistry that I knew I needed to bring a team of people together. Sure. And my high performance coach or he, he was the one he's like, you need to set a date. So Faisal told me, this is the date that, you know, you, you need to set and then you need to take action. So I set the date that I did and I just went for it and it was in February and, uh, last year, it's almost our year anniversary. And I set up a date and I just pushed everything forward to just do it on that date. And I, I put it on the, the website in January and I got it going. And that's, I think that's the best way to do things. And that's why I plan things and I put them on the calendar and I take accountability every yeah. week on what I did and what I didn't do. And so that's how I did it. There's a lot to be said in general for public accountability, right? Once you kind of announce to the world, hey, I'm, go I'm going to be doing this or that, there's a lot more likely it's going to, a lot more likelihood it's going to happen right at that point. So that, that's really great. So what's been most rewarding about being the host of that group? And obviously you make a lot of connections, but um, is it, has it done a lot for just general networking or obviously helped you overcome, you know, your public speaking fear, et cetera? I think that the most rewarding is seeing other people succeed in the group and seeing it, everyone come together and, and just the questions that are asked during the group, meeting people like you yeah. and just listening to the questions and the responses and growing with everybody is, is just the most rewarding thing. It's, it's like, when we do those things on Friday morning, I just feel like super alive. And I suggest everyone starting up a meetup group. It's wonderful. It's because you could sit back and just listen to everybody. And it's just, it's like, it's super duper connection. That's the best way to describe it for me. That's a great way to summarize it. And uh, there's, there's many ways to connect with people, but I mean, there's a few substitutes for in-person, but obviously in times like today, I mean, virtual is the next best thing. It's way better than doing nothing for sure. So that's great. So, hey, we're just about out of time. One last question for you. How can our guests get in contact with you? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good question. So I'm going to spell it. I got creative with my company name. It's called Prostoic. And so it's uh, the best way is probably doing Prostoic, LLC at gmail.com. It's P R O S. T-O-I-G-L-L-C at gmail.com. And that's the fastest and easiest way to get in touch with me. I was wondering how you pronounce that. So I'm glad you, uh, I didn't bland, I didn't slander it. <laughs> you spelled it yeah, for I got voice. creative and I was like, what? So pro for professional, sto is uh, stomatology or dentistry and ig is, is either ingenious growth or short for my nickname, Iggy. Ah, okay. Learn something new every day even though I've known you a while. <laughs> yeah. so that's great. So, so thanks so much for joining us, David. There you have it from dentist and multifamily investor. He shares it all. Thanks, David, so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. 
we have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.